That Force Radio. That Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? Hey guys, Dustin Wint. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. This is Paul Dini. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. You're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Tom King. I write Batman Bitch. And this is Bat Force Radio. Alright, welcome to Bat Force Radio, the Batman slash DC podcast with no limits, bringing you another classic review episode. Um, let's get the panel out of the way. I got the Grumpler from New York. Yo. The Dope Knight himself, everything Batman, Dunk Dave up in uh, upstate New York. What's goody? Got Teasus over in Jersey. Blip. Grandpa Batman over in Lawnmower Land, Texas. Long Longmower? Is that what you said? <laughs> well, everything's longer in Texas. I like Longmower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Robin Cross up in Canada. Amadeus. I don't know. That was last week. <laughs> and Bat Force Tom over in sunny California. We have the best pizza here. Man, I tell you, man, like with this panel we we grind out and cover everything when we do classic reviews tonight. One of my personal favorites, again, I think Scott Snyder's second best Batman story ever for me personally is Endgame uh, by Scott Snyder, penciled by Greg Capullo, uh, inks by Danny Mickey, and colors by FCO Placencia. And uh, yeah, this is a good one. Our theory was that, I think it was that what was intended, but they wanted him to do an origin story for the 75th anniversary in the middle. Um, mm-hmm. I think something like that, but... Um, but it, it worked out well having the space in between two because then it gave some time it didn't feel like Joker was just right back after Endgame. Or yeah, after, I mean, uh, how long yeah. was it? Like about 15 or two 16 years. months, right? It was a yeah. long time. I mean, you know, I know it's one of Grumps' favorite stories, but, uh, you know, it did uh, carry on. <laughs> he, actually, uh, he actually had plans to um, very early on at some cons. He was saying how he wanted to do – it wasn't necessarily going to always be a zero year, but he wanted to do the Riddler right after Joker. Yeah. And I remember him pitching it as he was going to do it like Riddler was making traps like Jigsaw from Saw. Yeah. But I guess it was too much, and so they kind of dialed it back, and then they just turned it into zero year. That sucks. That would have been fucking awesome. He kind of yeah. does and, do that in the in the video games, the the riddle, to get the riddle trophies. It's it's kind of yeah. has a saw like you know thing going on. It might might be why they told him to, not to do it for the comics, maybe. And uh, originally, um, Endgame was going to be the end of Scott and Greg's run. Hmm. But then when they decided that you know it it was going to extend past that, they just uh, changed up the ending a little bit so it wasn't. And then know, they then they really the upped, they really upped up. Upped it up for uh, super heavy. Yeah. <laughs> they just—they—they they were just making too much goddamn money. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Endgame's a good one. So we open up in the Gotham Royal Theater. Um, love just the that first panel right there, man. And I mm. love the attention to detail when it comes to architecture and all sorts of things with Greg. Uh, that I mean, I remember when, you know, Greg. I think he teased this on his Twitter. Yeah. 
a kind of a close up, and then when I saw it in print for the first time, I was like, "Holy shit!" I mean, just his, you know, him and Danny Mickey's details and the curvature and all that. I mean, that that right there, that first panel is just a work of art itself, oh, that's, man. That's, that's some good brisket that's, right there. That's some good, good. That's <laughs> some good, good. Bruce Wayne invested. Now, in okay, hey, hey, hey. This is one thing I noticed because I put on my readers. <laughs> See, we're, nah, we're, nah, we're on page talking. one, folks. Talking. Page one. That's how thorough we are. <laughs> Settle in. In the middle, above the stage, in the top, is that an owl in the center of the, the main stage? Oh, no, you didn't. I'm looking. Yeah. I'm, I got my little readers on. Yeah, it looks like the, the Tootsie Pop owl or whatever the... In that old school owl with the I'm big eye. Actually, I'm actually on a digital copy oh, to do in, this, boy. so I'll zoom in here. Give it that Poor little Shane. zoom in. Oh. Ah, I'm going to say it's an owl. Where is it? It, it? it definitely looks like it could be. I, I can't conclusively say it's not, so we'll go with it is. Oh. I'll say why not. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's not. Why not? Why not? Why not? It's an owl. It's an owl. Oh, shit. Uh, Bruce Wayne invested in the Gotham Royal. Investigating how much money is being spent. because yeah, they had gone over like, the budget. And the architect or the designer was like, he, he was spending a lot of money because he wanted uh, this special harness to bring down this suit of armor where it actually looks like a god floating down from from the stage. Mm. Yeah, where, uh, where Apollo was descending. He wanted the people to actually see a god coming down to save the day. <clears throat> and then we uh, we look over Gotham's version of Central Park where everything is pretty much smoked out and they believe, reporters are starting to believe that it was a chemical attack. We got a reporter right there looking a little April O'Neil-ish. It's quite nice with the red hair. Now, now is that Anderson Cooper? Yeah. Yep. It really does look like it. <laughs> <laughs> Anderson Cooper with Bruce Wayne's face. <laughs> so where's so where's Chris Cuomo? <laughs> running around He's naked. in the backyard. <laughs> in the backyard, running around naked. <laughs> and uh, and then we got uh, bats in the old Justice Buster, right? Yeah, and it's uh, it, it's a cool idea when we find out that uh, the gas was actually harmless, and it was just actually Bruce's plan for emptying out that section of the city, getting everyone to uh, to get the fuck out. Yeah, otherwise there'll be a lot of damage. Big frat. People will complain. <laughs> Seems like Bruce is having a nightmare, and um, they're in like some kind of strange post-apocalyptic uh, urban war with what appears to be aliens, and um, we got Duke and Bluebird, and uh, <laughs> we're just... Um, <laughs> he, he wakes up with Alfred. They're talking with uh, Ju- Julia Pennyworth, who I kind of miss, actually. I kind of like Julia Pennyworth. Yeah, she yeah. was fun. She uh, originated, I think she showed up first. Well, her, her first appearance was in this run, but uh, it was in the issue that was a preview of Batman Eternal. <clears throat> Shit, I got to cash that one in, man. Fucking so for uh, <laughs> for anyone that didn't read Batman Eternal, so Julia had shown up, if I remember correctly, to help Alfred recover and sort of do Alfred's job yeah. uh, after what Hush had done to Alfred. Oh, yeah, and, Hush fucked him up. Batman Eternal, range. yeah. And then, so, Bruce keeps having these dreams of like his death as a lingering side effect of uh, the 
scarecrow mm. toxin that he had in previous issues. So that's why he's having this dream of like uh, an apocalyptic world where he's fighting alongside Bluebird and looks like um, who else is that? Lark. Signal. Lark. Somebody named Lark could be the signal, but and then he dies. Oh, and he keeps having these dreams every time he falls asleep like I, that. I don't know why he calls it a Cassandra strain of fear toxin, but I thought that was interesting. Like, why it was named. I don't remember why it was named Cassandra. Day. I don't know what the reference is. But I do like Old Wayne Tower on the 13th floor. I guess they're not superstitious anymore, right? Cause, uh, with, an, with an owl. Yeah, the owl and the, uh, I guess, a bunch of uh, daggers and swords. Yeah. And uh, I love those seats that. The, the shattered owl mask is in there, too. The Court yeah. of Owls mask. In the same case, and then, no, uh, it's uh, on the uh, a page or two later. Oh, okay. I love those seats Greg was drawing at the time. Those futuristic, uh, high tech seats. I thought that was pretty cool. Cause he's feet... really good at like design like that. Like yeah. Vehicles and and space and architectural sh- shit. Mm. He's really good at that. Yeah, and they're all talking, and all of a sudden. Julius sees something coming, and boom, Wonder Woman sh- flies right through the window, attacking Bruce. Um, flies him out of there. Right. And while they're flying, what does Bruce put on her? Uh, on her head, on the left and right side of her head. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what that is, but uh, looks like Mentos. <laughs> the fresh maker. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it gets him, uh, buys him enough time to. Uh, assess the situation and uh, direct Alfred. And then he puts something else on her. It's like a cord or a string. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but oh, he well, he, yeah. uh, he says it. it's called yeah, it's called the bind of veils. So he had spent uh, a long time hunting it down on like the black market of magical artifacts. Mm. Uh, so it was made by you know, the same guy that created Diana's lasso, mm. uh, but it's the opposite. Yeah. So she's kind of seeing. A lie. I'm I'm the only one wondering how he survived getting his face smashed into the fucking. uh, (laughs) No, you're not. I I was wondering that too. (laughs) And how he got the belt. He just always has it on. It's his regular belt. (laughs) Well, when he gets when he gets smashed, apparently he has it in his hand. And where did that come from? I don't know. Just no, because you see his two hands while she's. You know, flying right through him. And yeah. and there there's a part there's a panel where you see him taking it out of a comp- uh, it looks yeah. like a compartment of the utility belt. Yeah. Yeah. There's Batman, I, bro. Yeah. Always prepared. <laughs> always <laughs> prepared. So, she, yeah. so he tells Alfred to unla- to uh, enact plan Fenrir. Mm. Uh, so Fenrir is a giant wolf from Norse mythology who killed Odin uh, during Ragnarok and not to be confused with Fenris who is a member of Dark Throne. And only Tom or and I know not what that to means. be too confused with Fenway, which I think is a ballpark in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boston. <laughs> yeah, Boston. Boston, right? Green Monster. Just kidding. Just, so, just kidding to a Boston. You guys read fan. this page and how he he didn't really defeat Diana. He just kind of tricked her. Yeah, she yeah. sees a lie. What she wanted to see, a lie. Yeah, did, that, did you guys that... get that the first time, or did it take a couple of rereads to kind of get that? Uh, I only got it because he says he had to make her see a lie. Yeah. And, and then I he explains what that uh, what the uh, bind of veils is. And I don't know why Batman talks to himself to explain everything during all <laughs> I'm like, you don't need to 
write all that. I mean, but I remember back but in the we would know uh, what's going on. <laughs> yeah, back in the day, I actually asked Scott that, and he was very nice to explain it. So, um, kudos to our best friend Scott Snyder. And then this part with the Flash is interesting when the Flash is attacking the Justice Buster, and um, it seems like he has some kind of battering device that reacts that fast. Yeah, it's like it's automatically programmed. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, a, a super fast processor that, uh, so he puts out that one battering and it maps Barry's movements. Mm. And yeah, it's it's all moving, it's all sort of automated and moves so fast that Bruce doesn't even know when it's happening. Yeah. Uh, but by the time he knows what's happening, it, it's all over. And he basically pulled a Looney Tunes move on the Flash. He just <laughs> squirts some <laughs> stuff on the ground and he goes sliding across it. Mm. I wish there was a sound effect I went to that squirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's cool like because a, he, he can he can barely get two words out before it's all. Mm, he says it's like an run red. It's like an antibody. This battering thing just it's a defense defense, and you don't even know what's happening. Frictionless. I like cool. how he's uh, got a nice little unique thing for every JL, JLA member. Yeah, like bubblegum for Aquaman. Yeah, just like uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that was, uh, it's sort of a sham wow that he uses on Aquaman because it's super absorbent. <laughs> I, lo- I love how Aquaman's still the butt of so many jokes that all it takes is. I like what Bat yeah. says too. Um, he says uh, something that I, I really thought was interesting and funny. Something about oh yeah, that, that what Arthur doesn't understand is there's no honor in a street fight, and just like yeah. squirts that <laughs> shit on him. And wh- like the I guess what is it the the moisture that his body secretes or whatever. Uh, adds to the firmness of the the material that holds yeah, in it's, there. Yeah, it's it basically going to dehydrate him. Yeah, uh, the, if he if he keeps struggling. So that's turn into a fish taco. <laughs> <laughs> a bad one. Yeah. And Bats is asking each member why are they doing this? Who's behind it? And then uh, Soups comes out of nowhere and just blasts a Justice Buster through Gotham's. Uh, theater so now we're going back justice buster versus soups very dkr-esque so now we're seeing that god actually come down yeah and it's uh yeah a cool little call back there when we see that uh apollo armor yeah i thought the same thing with the armor and uh then bats starts to finally realize that it seems like <clears throat> the joker's behind it and then bruce says i mean um Clark says, and no one's going to save you this time. Like, that was just pretty. So, like, with the Joker toxins, like, how could... Oh, it's because your allies attack... You attack your, your allies, your friends first. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's, uh, it's part of the theme that Scott explained for the difference between Death of the Family and Endgame, whereas in Death of the Family, Joker was coming from that angle of love, you know, where he he was trying to show Batman that he wanted to make him stronger and that, you know, that they needed each other. And when Batman rejected him in that, now he's coming at him from the side of hatred. So now he's turning his friends against him. This Uh, is the breakup. Exactly. This is pretty sweet. We cut over to bats going at it. We kill a croc. And this is another one of those dream sequences he keeps having. And he has like these croc, these hybrids of people and crocodiles trying to drag Bruce down into whatever body of water he's in. Oh man, you guys are just going to glaze over that sick ass cover of Superman with a Joker smile? 
And the blood on his hands. The oh. covers for this this series is, they are awesome. Mm, that's yeah, that that's specific good. Superman one. And then the the last panel on the the previous issue, where he's got a Joker smile. Mm. Hey, this ain't the Superman Force, man. What I don't know, what I don't understand <laughs> is super why why are the other Justice League members not attacking each other? It's not programmed to make them go after him. I guess yeah. I don't know. There's it's like how intricacies. zombies don't eat other zombies. Well, he, he modified yeah. the virus, so yeah. I guess it's just so he go after each member. Yeah, you know what? let's fucking so. call this guy right now, Scott. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and, it's probably because everyone has the virus, and they're probably just prone to just. They all hate. No, yeah, if you got like... the virus, you don't attack people with the virus. You attack people that don't have the virus. <laughs> Come on, it's Walking Dead 101. Let's take that. We'll go. That, that, no, that is a good point. And uh, so Bruce is, you know, they're going at it in the theater. And then, why does it go all red all of a sudden? Uh, what's Because he's got the red kryptonite. Yeah, the little, the little, I forget what he calls them, little red stars. Mm, Microscopic right. red suns. Mm, right. Out of the shield, of the, the crest of the shield. See, I, that's pretty, I wish... The actual Justice Buster came with all these different things. <laughs> that would be pretty fucking sick. There's there's your nice. There's another DKR nod when he's punching soups, swinging right across him. Um, but then punching him through the fucking concrete. Uh, and it, uh, it's cool that uh, he Bruce uh, learns a mistake that he made in the preparations with this suit because he made it with all of the Justice League members in mind as he knows them. So he prepped it for Superman fighting the way he knows him to fight. And when it's sort of too late, he realizes that, well, I didn't prepare it for a Superman who's not going to hold back and is going to go for the kill. <laughs> Rookie mistake. Mm. Yep. That is true. And I'm not, I think there's a nice little Man of Steel nod, maybe, when the heat vision is going through the buildings and they start toppling i thought that was kind of i don't know maybe and um see buildings get destroyed in comics too mm. yep i mean nobody complaining about that nobody's complaining about canceled. that superman with a bloody joker smile looks pretty cool yeah and he takes some up up in the air where the uh justice bust is pretty much dismantled and um what does uh bat spit in clark's eye that brings him down to earth Kryptonite gum. gum. (laughs) 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 That's what Alfred calls it. I I like what um he wrote though. Here he goes between Batman and Supes. He says, "Who wins the Who wins in a fight? The answer is always the same. Neither of us." I kind of like that. And uh, I gotta say, I gotta take points off for that one. (laughs) (laughs) Points off, Scott. Run. Run. Mm, we are, we're back in uh, I think we're back in one of I don't know if it's one of the buildings or the back cave but they're what are they looking over here oh they're monitoring uh, the Justice League and what's going on with them right. yeah they're analyzing you know the toxin and the variant toxins that each one of them had that were specifically designed for each one yeah and uh, well the Justice League is just laying in a hospital and Nurse Nancy is just looking over them with <laughs> No armor. Nothing. They're not strapped down. Nothing. Damn. Well, they're 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 at Argus, so I'm sure there are uh, some kind of safeguards in place. Mm. That's kind of creepy. Maybe. 
Maybe they're, kind of maybe they're in uh, maybe they're in some kind of room that you know has dampeners that you know stops their powers or something. I'm sure there's some tech at play. It kind of baffles me how easy they got infected. You know. Mm. Yeah. Well, he didn't want to make the joke of the king. And isn't he, it just airborne? I thought later on. <clears throat> oh, with a, a cough or a smile or a laugh or a laugh, yeah. <laughs> not a smile, a sneeze. But um. You know, he's trying to get Julie and Alfred out of there because he knows how dangerous this could be with the Joker coming back. And um, he heads back to an abandoned uh, asylum after the collapse. So this was talking. When did um, Asylum collapse? Was that in Forever Evil? or And then they went to Arkham Manor. You guys remember that? Like, I believe uh, it was, was somewhere it? around there. Yeah. Or yeah, did, it, did it happen in Eternal? Arkham War. Was, Forever maybe, Evil, Arkham War. Maybe it was yeah, in okay. Eternal. I forgot. But, um... Yeah. Also long ago. Yeah, they're all yeah, so he's back in an abandoned Markham Asylum. And this ties into a lot of the like the the tie in stories with the other titles too. I mean mm. this end game is a it's a massive story. And it includes uh what's that other story? I think we did we cover Arkham Manor? Not yet, but no. we should. That's that's a that's a good one. That's a really good one. I like the <laughs> Alluding back to, you know, it shows the fly and the spider web trapped. You know, it kind of sets the tone for, you know, Batman's basically, you know, he's walking into a trap. Because in Death of the Family, you always saw these little flies hanging around Joker's dead, you know, zombie mask. And uh, that kind of hints of what's what's to happen next. Mm, some good do. I like that. I like the dark shadows Greg draws in this scene where Bat sees uh, who he believes is Mr. Eric Porter. Well, well he a... goes back to Joker's cell, the mm. cell 0801. Yeah. And uh, Eric Porter is uh, an employee at Arkham that uh, Batman has come to know throughout uh, some of this run. You know, he, he's appeared in previous issues. Mm. Yeah, but there was an but, interesting uh, thing behind his name where it was like... Yeah, yeah. Eric comes from, what is it, E-I? Which is a proto-Norse meaning eternal, and Rakes, which is goth- the Gothic meaning for prince. And Border is a homophone, homophone for Border, which is an absolute for jester. No overthinking there at all. Just <laughs> 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 That was pretty cool. Then you see like the guy take off the makeup, and to reveal it's the Joker, and he locks him in the cell. I like how Joker explained how he was able to kind of pull off this disguise. He was like, there were the muscle relaxers, mm. which wore off a little bit, and then the pigmentation, and then he had to, you know, do his hair. So he put a lot of work into this this disguise to to make himself look normal for once. And I've always wondered, you know, what the Joker may look like as a normal man. And here we see him as... And Eric Border. It's a. It was a much easier process for him to look uh, normal in White Knight. He just took those pills and. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I suggest he just does it that way in the future. Mm. He traps him in the cell. Then uh, he releases some gas, like he always does. They're also showing uh, outside where it's all starting. People going crazy in the, the hospitals and out on the streets rioting. I love how rotted uh, his face is here when he pulls it out and he's holding it in front of his face. Like he still has it. Yeah. Jesus. So that meant he went back to the cave to get it after yeah. 
the end of death of the family hmm. yeah. and somehow has a new face but that yeah. that gets explained later yeah. Yeah. yeah i like when he pulls the gun out and, and aims it at uh that's in the the bang flag comes out but bang is spelled with bones i thought that was kind of fun so does that mean that with the blam that he actually shoots batman in the head right there i don't know if it was a shot in the head or you know, what it was be a tranquilizer it could be anything when it comes to this guy maybe yeah, it looks like maybe poison paralyzed with poison is that what he says in the um first page of issue three i'm not sure so joker actually lets batman live mm. at that point yeah but yeah had just gassed him and and left him there oh yeah because he was infected with something because he was fighting something because he's in that that device that rolls around like a, like the segway kind of thing see in the He's in the back yes. cave. <laughs> yeah, he's in uh, like a, a Hannibal Lecter kind of. Yeah. Uh, so this is really this one that gets crazy because Julie is talking about like how crazy it is out there and the military CDC p- police trying to keep it in red areas. And um, I was like, Scott Snyder should call this Endgame 2020 right here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for real. And the CDC. Yeah, they kind of talk like how the disease is kind of like droplets. And yeah. It's like suspended in the air for a while. Yeah, infected person coughs, spits, or laughs, of course. Uh, Now, uh, what's interesting about this, I mean, Scott's wife is a doctor. So mm -hmm. I'm sure he gets a lot of medical information from her about, you know, not just the the virus and stuff like that, but also some of the medical analogies that he gives throughout these stories like that. Mm. I bet you he bugs the shit out of her. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or 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 he just or he just writes something and shows it to her and like asks it does this make sense? no it doesn't make sense that's so wrong stupid. wouldn't work like that <laughs> mm. <laughs> and they ran simulations with anti toxin it seems to be working but the virus resisted and something in the strain that he's created the Joker that's resilient unnatural it's his masterpiece it's, yeah Joker's not playing around and they tried every single. I guess antitoxin that bats has in the cave. I I also love how they say that it's spread by laughter, and then he kind of breaks it down that a laugh is just a diaphragmatic spasms of coughs. Mm. I, guess, I like how he kind of broke it down a little more scientifically mm. of what a laugh actually is. You know, it's just a series of coughs at a rapid speed. Mm. I felt like that was really interesting. I wonder if it'd be spread by making out with someone, too. Oh, oh, sure. You gotta wear your mask. Shit, I brisket. Yeah, and then uh, they, he gets on the phone with Gordon, and I love this part when he gets on that little flying device on his back and goes through uh, Gotham City. Look, God, that's a nice looking Gotham City right there, man. If you ask me, boy. Just uh, some good artwork here. Gordon's in. Gordon's held up. I don't know if it's his apartment or a safe house or what. And then. One of the it's gotta joke. be a safe house. He's got yeah. He's got yeah, the windows it, boarded yeah, up. Yeah, it looks like it's has a Slurpee his, uh, on the table. <laughs> it's uh, we we find out later that uh, it's Gordon's apartment. He still has that apartment in uh, one of the parts of the city that still has the two hundred year old buildings. Oh, it's one of uh, where he's used to have his uh, mistress, probably or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, it looks like a uh, this Jokerize girl that looks like Harley Quinn peeks through the. The boards and shit. Pretty creepy. I dig that. When they, I first saw that, I thought it was Barbara. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that was what I thought, too. I, I also it's like in the beginning crazy. of that in the beginning of that scene, they show 
the amount of cigarettes that he smoked. So it kind of tells you like the tension level that he's going through right now. Mm, one of those are new his smoked before, you know, and now he's gone through eight in a row. Shit. Just waiting. For just going in. Don't forget the Slurpee too, man. Yeah, and he's he's got a gun in his hand and another one in the in the back of his pants. I, I, that looks like I a can't tranquilizer gun. Filtered, man. Gordon's <laughs> not messing around. And then you see the the crowd of uh, bats gliding over the the crowd, the riot. And I always thought this was really interesting with all the detail and thought Greg puts into his penciling. I just want to know where the fuck are the street borders and lanes <laughs> like. Unless that's a one way, but still, there's like so no. that's a long, that's a wide ass. That's a wide ass yeah, street like, too. Where where are the, where are the bike lanes? Yeah, where are the bus lanes <laughs> and the bike lanes and the potholes? There's something's not right about that. Shit. Yeah, it's a big. Side how about um, another how point about off? Batman's mask. Another point off. Oh, like his whole his whole chin is exposed. It's like, dude, you're breathing, you're still breathing stuff in. Mm. Oh shit! Maybe he got some antibodies. Then I love the <laughs> next pages. Those that green. I, man, FCO killed it in Endgame. I love these colors, man. It really, it really sets the tone of the, the this like kind. It's kind of like so he, a horror kind of a. He's he's busting into the hospital. Yeah, that um that doctor or whatever that comes out of the door and it's like you can't be in here. That's I thought that was pretty creepy as well. This would make a cool animated movie. That does look kind of like a tranquilizer gun that Gordon has. He's on his laptop. One one more monthly on the on the laptop. <laughs> oh, and this is when he starts to like look at really old photos, early century, I guess, of Gotham, and start well, seeing. Uh, actually, we we know what Gordon would really be on his laptop for. Remember, we we know from experience now that during a pandemic, Pornhub gives out free accounts. Why not? <laughs> so that's really? what they're going to be doing. <laughs> yeah, they gave out free accounts. <laughs> <laughs> They're not a sponsor. Don't talk about them. Yeah, I was just about to... <laughs> Well, maybe one day. The, the comments and the uh, opinions of all members are not <laughs> reflect, reflective. <laughs> but uh, you have either early century photos of Gotham, and then you see in the background the Joker from, you know, just in crowds or in, in windows and everywhere. And now the well, photo bomb. That, that reminds me of those, the uh, beginning of the, the first It movie. Yeah, that's uh. Yeah. I actually told yeah. Scott Kinda that. Cool. I actually told, and he was like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah," like act, acting like uh, he didn't think of it, but he probably damn well knew that was. You knew this nod. was his nod because he was friends with Stephen yeah. King's son. Absolutely. Yeah, I I so, I, well, that's why I think it took it from him. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, leave, clearly. But I like it <laughs> anyway. And then was that so, is that Gordon's kids getting their tonsils out in uh the hospital, and then you have that hand. No, no. Gordon has been researching how this hospital's one of the most haunted places in Gotham mm. City, and and every so often, you know, uh, what was it? The first every tragedy, he's he's finding these photos where it appears as if Joker's in the background, mm. and then there's the tragedy in 1946 when the medicine was exchanged for rat poison mm. in the kids children's ward. And uh, if you read if you read the backups in each of these issues, uh, it covers the story of uh, one of the doctors from Arkham Asylum being with uh, some of these patients who are claiming they've been uh, contacted by Joker, and you know he's been 
telling them this this story about how he's been around in Gotham since the start, and you know yeah. he's pulling the strings to 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 make them do something he wants. Mm. This is fun. Then Gordon hears a creak in the closet. Then when he approaches it, this is just so comical. The fucking the boxing glove with the spring comes out like bonk. Bonsai. Bonsai. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 that's that's some of the that's a great tension breaker right there. That's just so fucking ridiculous. knock knock. I like that he did add a Joker gag. You gotta have some Joker <laughs> gags, man. People don't use Joker gags enough these days. Uh, Bats heads. He's right in front of an operating room, right? Well, now go back to where, just like what Dunk said. Knock knock. You see these eyes under the bed. Remember in Death of the Family where Joker told Gordon he hangs out under his bed and listens to him. Yeah. So he wasn't lying. He, he really does hang out under his bed. <laughs> That's great. That's like, I love that. Oh, creep. yeah. I love the horror element to it. I love I love the tension. It's, it's just so good. Like, I just, Greg brings it to life. We're in front of the operating room. Bats and he has uh, finally located the outbreak monkey of, uh, of no. this infection. How did Bats just get there? He was fighting off a whole crowd of people and and doctors before. Yeah, well, they're doctors. They're a bunch of weenies. He just punched them in the mouth and they were done. Mm. And, then, <laughs> and then he sees Joe Chill come out of there. Yeah, Joe Chill is the uh, the patient zero. He's the first person that uh, that Joker infected. And then um, oh, then he turned okay. the ward into Crime Alley. Yeah. So how I thought this this was like a a hallucinating bit, but it see I don't know it's just so surreal because yet you have Duke come out with his parents right, and um, yeah it's pretty strange. And then uh yeah we go back we cut back to the Joker crawling out of from underneath uh, Gordon's bed talking about new gags. He I don't know he he snaps his fingers and the the drapes or the curtains fucking catch on fire. Yeah, he explains that uh, he just used gasoline and has flints in the bottom of his shoes. Hmm. We're back in this makeshift okay. crime alley. So does this crime alley pretty much is where he realizes he knows who Batman, Batman realizes he knows who he is for real. Mm. For yeah. real. Because he, he thought that uh, in Death of the Family he had an idea like he could know. And this one it's like, yeah, he fucking knows. Mm. So Gordon's about to shoot the Joker. One thing I don't get here, like when when he first pulls the gun on him, he's he's pointing it at him and you know, just giving orders. Of all people, once you get a gun drawn on this guy, why aren't you just shooting? Eh. I'm right there you with gotta you. You got to talk. You know, you gotta what, talk yeah, and... why don't why don't you just empty the clip at him immediately? Because he's like, wait, I got to stop yeah. and let Scott write me a couple of paragraphs while we have this altercation. <laughs> <laughs> when he when he eventually does it, he makes it sound like, like when he when he actually unloads on him, he's calling Batman and he's saying like, "I did it. I had no choice. He came at me," like, like almost as if he didn't want to because he doesn't want to kill or mm. doesn't want to kill Joker. Man, I don't know. You like that uh, that serial number on the gun? You think it means anything? One eight one nine three five. I was thinking about that. Mm. That might be the word count for the last two pages of the book. You know. <laughs> Do you like that donut on the table? <laughs> what kind of donut do you think that is? Yeah, it looks like an original. Oh. Yeah. Cream filled. Yeah, that, that looks like an old fashioned. 
<laughs> yeah, it does look it, like <laughs> What is he saying about uh, some bullock? <laughs> <laughs> goes well with his eight cigarettes, I guess. Huh? And his black coffee. He, is, he would get an old-fashioned donut, wouldn't uh, he? Uh, man. At least get a glaze, bro. Come what on. a waste. Oh, <laughs> what a fucking waste. <laughs> He's such he's a cop. Sugar, but he's such he's a trying to fucking stay off the sugar, cop, but he's not dude. trying to stay off the fucking cigs. <laughs> <laughs> what did What did he say about Bullock? He was like something about Bullock tried to. Never mind, because he because Bullock sounds like he got infected, right? Bullock's trying to eat the rest of that old fashioned. Trying, trying to pull him off. I like the next page of the you all the pan, panels alternate between warm and cold temperatures of color, like the blue and the the red orange, right? And then you know, bats jump. Batman's through. trying to stop, you know, the family from dying at the hands of Joe Chill in the hospital while yeah. Gordon is, you know, so just I, standing there with a gun. Just holding his gun. So my question, my question <laughs> is when, when the Joker chops that desk in half, what happened to the donut? Like, and the laptop and everything. Where the fuck did everything go? Like, that's what really pissed him off. That's, that's why really pissed Gordon off. That's why squeezing I that I wanted trigger, that donut. That old-fashioned. It's a really fat thought. They got, uh, and then he showed Joe Chill and, uh, and the Gordon shooting at once. That was a pretty pretty nice touch. Uh, yeah, these are great parallels. And I think, obviously, like you said, like the color really captures the emotion of both scenes happening at the same time. Yeah. You know, the little play on the word chill, kind yeah. of like cold, obviously. And, and then Gordon's in this inferno with Joker. So mm. yeah, I think he just crushed it with the colors. He's just great. Mm-hmm. Oh, this part's uh, so twisted uh, when they're walking out and they're walking by the uh, the room full of babies. Yeah, the Joker. And the babies. little incubators there. Yeah, they're yeah. all infected. I like, how, <laughs> I like how Greg drew bats there. That flying devices a shield as well i think and uh, yeah that's fucking that's so fucking badass that drawing of batman right there gordon is um he thinks he killed the joker with the gun that's, that's what happens when you celebrate too early man yep that's what happens when you don't finish that old-fashioned boy i just love that's how he's just... when you make a phone call in a flaming room <laughs> i know he's you know your, your apartment's on fire and he's like hey i'm gonna it's like like that meme with the dog sitting there in the flaming room said this is fine this is fine (laughs) he looks like he's like talking to his crush he has his hand on his hip he's like hey hey, Mm. batch jumps out of the window with duke with the flying device on they're out and then uh he's on the phone who he thinks it was with gordon but it's actually the joker cut to part hello bruce page one part four beautiful drawing of that splash when he's flying over the city you got the those old buildings with new gotham in the background i like that touch i I like out of everything on this panel on this page what draws my eye is this light uh the light post because i always wondered i was like how did greg come up with that design and then when i visited new york I actually saw some. Yeah, light we have some of those. Looks just like that. You see like, that the guy's wearing a BLS shirt on the ground over there. See? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, the guy with the big beard. Yeah. Uh, I I don't think I've ever seen Capullo without a BLS T-shirt on or a hoodie. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's such a that's such a great splash. That's that's how it is. Like old Gotham and new Gotham. New Gotham's in the background with that modern architecture, whatever. But FCO, man, he killed the colors in this series. So good. So they're gliding over a burning Gotham, and they crash into 
an apartment. And he sham wows some infected people. Yeah. <laughs> the bubblegum. They're running. Oh, I guess they're in the, the hat where, where Gordon's at. And fucking Gordon took an axe to the chest from the Joker. <coughs> oh, shit. That's, that's going to sting. You should have seen the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> and it looks like uh, Gordon was, in, was Gordon infected as well. Yeah. And then uh, Julia, Julia Pennyworth shows up out of nowhere with, a, I guess, a tranquilizer. That is the biggest first aid kit I ever seen. Oh, I guess it is a kind of a Gordon's house, but that is one big fucking first aid kit. <laughs> That's like duffel bag money boys, brick city <laughs> well, fucking first aid kit. Bag th- this, right this, this is an apartment where there was once a knock on the door that turned out to be Joker. And when the door opened, he shot Barbara. So. Mm. Yeah, I guess you gotta have some serious first aid kits in that apartment. Yeah, you got a nice little fist pump. Um, the the fucking the the Jokerized everyone is just raiding that house right now or that apartment, so they had to get the fuck out of there. Uh, oh, he's on the phone with Dick, right? Is that Dick? Yeah, yeah. This this is another thing where if you hadn't been reading the other books that were going on at the time, uh, you know, the events leading up to this. Uh, you won't really understand uh, what's going on with Dick. So this is post Forever Evil, where the world believes that Dick Grayson is dead. Mm. So he had uh, been doing that that whole secret agent thing with Spiral. Yeah. Huh, thank God too, because Jesus fucking Christ, I was tired of him. <laughs> tired of him. You know they're running. Then he has to face a fucking tank. <laughs> National car tank. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking blasting at him and shit. That's crazy. Uh, and uh, this is also where they're talking about the different uh, blood sam- samples that they've been able to analyze, and how the the thing that has been infecting everyone is the inverse of what was found in Joker's blood. Mm. And they, they were talking about the concoction. Like there were three doctors, right? Yeah. Yeah, he talks about uh, Helfer and Dr. Death, and he's like, blast from the past, I know. Um, uh, Paul Decker, Doctor's Theory. Paul, Paul Decker is uh, actually Crazy Quilt. Mm. Who, uh, this is his first New 52 appearance, I think, and he sort of got a rebooted origin story in this. Uh, I believe his original origin story was something along the lines of he had been blinded and was given... Uh, new experimental eyes or something but they allowed him to only see in these crazy colors that drove him mad is that the artist too he is he the one that's the artist that bats come uh, to visit or is that uh well his he came from a family of artists i think was his old uh, yeah. origin because he's in like a quilt in this right when <laughs> yes yeah and they yeah. yeah they're talking about um yeah, like regeneration and immortal creatures and uh, just uh, how they broke the code and he was a genius but crazy at the same time for being able to do it. But he pretty much didn't have it. It was uh, it had more to do with the Joker. That's a nice way to incorporate crazy. And he's an artist too, so he's like obsessed with immortality. So he has a picture of Ross coming out of the fucking Lazarus Pith painting of that. Yeah, he's, also got, uh, he's also got one of Vandal Savage. Yeah, oh, that's pretty cool. And he also uh, did one of uh, a bat creature looking over yeah. a town. So maybe that. Yeah. You know. That and he tells Batman that he used to think 
that he was one of them. Yeah. Like that, that Batman was uh, another one of these immortal things. And then he alludes to the pale man that has been in Gotham ever since <clears throat> it came to be. And that could be the Joker. That So that was, that was kind of like an interesting little side road over here. Until uh until Best throws him out of the window when he's hanging but mm-hmm. butt ass naked like Chris Cuomo out of the window holding onto the quilt. <laughs> yeah, oh, this where Joker's swimming. We Joker's swim, yeah. Yeah, did, did we that stuff. never got a figure of uh Joker in this uh in his fifties style swimming trunks here, did we? <laughs> I love that when he's you know what he's doing, right? Well, you know, we didn't get up to that part yet, but you know, looking at this now, he's swimming underneath to get to the bat cave. But uh, oh, shit. yeah, I just love how creepy it is as he, um, very very horror like that the way he, he's getting closer and closer to you. I think Joker could be in the Olympics. I mean, he's <laughs> that's like five miles of swimming right there. Fuck you, Michael Phelps. This was really <laughs> creepy when uh, Crazy Quilt or whatever said uh, you know he he um, he he had a syringe from the Joker, and he thought it was uh, I guess whatever grants immortality, right? Or or regeneration and it kind of like did the complete opposite and he just like rotted away instantly, which it's pretty fucked up. So that's the death of Crazy Quilt. The city's still on fire with the Jokerized population, and then uh, Bats pays a visit to the Court of Owls. Did uh, garner the info he was after? Yeah, it was info yeah, in terms. Of, it's huge. Yeah. I don't know. I was like they because he thought he they were, they had something similar to how they regenerated. Or brought talents back to life, or reanimated them, but it wasn't what the Joker had. They said that whatever it is, it's, it's a fucked up version. The Joker's body. I mean, I don't know if you're gonna pull out the big guns, like the Court of Owls or uh, Gentleman Ghost. You can't tease us but, too quickly, man. But he, yeah. he, but he learns what he needs to from fighting. Um, what was the? Uh, oh, that Scarecrow uh, Talon. Talon. Uriah. Yeah, Talon. Yeah. yeah. Uriah Faber. Oh, okay. Yeah, Here, yeah, here's Uriah Faber. Here's one really cool thing. Tell by the chin. I'm on the page where he throws the battering up to that um, sculpted skyline. And look at that battering. That thing has, like, fucking, like, headlights coming out of it. That's fucking sick, man. It's nice and big and thick. It's nice and big and thick. (laughs) That's a cool fucking battering. (laughs) And that's a cool fucking talent as well. This is Uriah Boone, and he's fighting, and... He's oh, asking him if the Pale Man was active in Gotham in in his time. Oh, yeah. look at that! Look at those colors too. Does he does he ever face off against Uriah Faber in right, the first man, Court of Owls? I, I guess the Court of Owls can rock well in this no. story. That was <laughs> kind of so. cool. Well, you know what's even cooler is when Bats resurfaces to Gotham from the sewers. He's coming out of a very teenage mutant Ninja Turtle style brick tunnel from the sewers. That's a, <laughs> that's, <laughs> so TMNT. <laughs> What do you guys think of Greg's treatment of the cityscape at night while all this is going on throughout the story? How, what do you think? Like I could use more boobs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good. Um, this is cool. Uh, Joker emerges from the water, right? And he has that cool, like, purple and green Joker-esque backpack on. Yeah. A card floats And we can in the see water. all... We can see all the damage that he took from getting through the uh, all the security measures that were there to to keep anyone from getting through. My question is to the left of him: What's that little propelled device? 
Yeah, was that a little thing that helped him get over it's there? An assistant. Yeah, it looks like yeah, yeah. They, they didn't show. It. I like those little, uh, you know, the little things. That's yeah, I was thinking about something. I I wonder if issues like this and like the first one of the series ever have to just be edited down because there were going to be too many pages. Like, could there have been a version of the first issue of the story where we saw him fighting uh, Victor uh, Hal Jordan? But you know that stuff just had to be axed to make the uh, the issue fit in the page count. <laughs> axed, no pun intended. <laughs> is there a is there a director's cut or like a extended with a script somewhere on this he, thing or no? He, he, you're asking for the other Snyder cut. Snyder cut. Snyder yeah. cut. Indeed. There's yeah. no there's no special edition of this, or is it just in a um, omnibus? I don't know. No, you got the trades. You got the omnibus. I don't know if there was any extended piece of it, but. You know, Greg uh, does like. Does the, anybody have the hard covers? I don't know if those. I got the hard covers. I got the hard cover right here. Because these, I remember these. At the time that these were coming out, that was back when DC was putting out the hard cover of each volume, mm. and then like five, six months after the hard cover came out, they would put out the trade paperback. The flaccid cover. <clears throat> yep. All floppy. Like floppy. No. The the hard cover just has the variants in the back. Yeah, that's how we got. Yeah. Oh, this series had great variants too. Uh, Ooh, they were all amazing. And Cubert. Yeah, we, there was that one uh, where you see Joker through the keyhole uh, in the uh, in his Killing Joke getup with the gun. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 that was that was really popular. That one I remember. Hawaiian yeah. shirt. <laughs> you talk like that all the time. <laughs> So, so you got the looking the, through the bunghole. You got the Joker. <laughs> the Joker's in front of the original Red Hood, and he's like, "Oh, you kept it." And then Alfred just blasts it with a shotgun from behind. Hell so, yeah, Alfred! Big Al's getting it in. This, how does how does that not kill him? Well, it, he you shot the helmet, the, uh, not the Joker. People are hitting him too. Pe- people believe at pointing guns. To, towards the Joker, but not shooting him in this book for some reason. Like just yeah. he doesn't get hit, but uh, it's like a, a shotgun, so it just sprays and it just sprays, yeah. yeah. But then you yeah, have how, a... how fucked up does Joker get in this? I don't know, but he fucking takes that little <laughs> machete and or that little oof, just chops off uh, Alfred's right hand. That's yeah. that's the other part that's like it's like dude, like Alfred was aiming a shotgun at him the entire time, and he's getting closer to you. Like, Yo, just continue blasting him. But he could. No, he see was him hiding up. behind something yeah, when, when Alfred dark. was trying to get him. Yeah, he just crept through the dark where he couldn't see him. Mm. Oh, oh, it's, it's been a rough go for Alfred in this point yeah. in time, though. Yeah, then, he didn't die though, so who yeah. knows? So, so we. <laughs> but did you die? <laughs> did you die though? No, we're good now. We cut over to the parade. The Joker brought the Batcave's dinosaur out and put Joker makeup on it on top Th- of a this float. Is... This is so Batman '89. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. But, but here's my other question again: as good as Greg is in attention to detail, what is up with that wide ass road with not one lane, <laughs> not one pothole, all that it's all that attention to detail, and you have this random wide ass road? Like what the fuck? You know, he, he had a really tight deadline, and he yeah. time. You're, you're putting it on. You're putting it all on Capullo, but that that goes to the inker too. He probably told him something. Mm, probably told him to fill in the blanks. You know what I mean? <laughs> that goes to that goes to the Gotham City planner, not not those guys. Mm. Yeah, those those 
balloons remind me of the 1989 Batman movie. Is that Gordon's face on the the Joker card? Uh, where's the Joker card? Not in the right. middle. No, nah, it just looks like a traditional. Well, yeah. if you from want a dis- or a glimpse, it has maybe. glasses. Mm. Well, you have the. If you look at the the building, like if you look at right above the dinosaur's back, those mm-hmm. billboards or whatever there, you have the. It looks like the Joker's on top and owls. Yeah, and second, the owl. Yeah. And I can't see the letters on the D A. And then I don't know what it goes on to. So. Like the uh, the last float in the parade, you've got. Uh, People in the Thomas and Martha death outfits. Mm. The the giant skulls on their heads. Yeah. And uh, there's a building on fire down the road. I I just love those zoom-in panels where you just see half of Joker's face just mangled. Mm. You know, like... like, It just looks like a disease hanging from him. Mm. That COVID. Then that... uh, (laughs) Then the next page, you got everyone fighting, and they're actually wearing the masks. They're wearing the masks. They got the masks on. People, they're wearing masks. They're not social distancing, but they're wearing the masks, so that's good. They Even got, Red Hood's got the mask. Red Hood's got two masks on. About the masks. You got two masks. You got to double up, bro. Uh, there was a part we uh, we sort of went past when he was talking to Crazy Quilt at his place. Um, when he's explaining, you know, the the connection between Joker and Roz and Vandal Savage, and he tells Batman that he thought he was one of them, that he thought he was a Barbados. So that's sort of foreshadowing. Oh uh, yeah, the, the metal, metal, yeah. And uh, you have the Bat Family there. Then he brings in uh, Rogues Gallery with Penguin, Penguin, Scarecrow, Croc, Bane, Clayface, Ivy, and. Um, exposed arm freeze and he just knew about this arrangement that they had that uh the night that batman died joker was going to turn on the bat signal but it was going to be an upside down bat and that that meant batman was dead and they were they all supposed to uh, arrive at they were all supposed to meet at ace and bane's looking for one last match you know as, <laughs> as if there was any time for that but i but i love how uh Harper's trying to stare Bane down <laughs> or up. <laughs> what about that cover for uh, the last issue there where Batman is fighting that Joker dragon? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Um, is uh, the uh, like the stained glass uh, deal? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, that was based on a church by Greg's house at the time. Uh, so it's it's a play on you know a uh, a biblical image where mm. uh, you know that that was used on a stained glass window mm. on a church that, that he was familiar with. Nice. So the whole parade's going crazy. Everyone's going at it with these Jokerized people. Uh, a lot of characters in this, and then um, Bane throws bats towards the Joker, where the Joker whips out a chainsaw. Oh, but even before that, you have Joker dancing with that. Skeleton was supposed to be Martha's uh, dress on, and got poison everywhere in the mask. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, cut over. That's Even cool. Scarecrow's got the mask too. Shit. Got the mask. Joker. We, that's that's a cool image with Joker with the chainsaw. It's a purple chainsaw. With purple. I love that shit. And uh, I guess he whips out some kind of sound device that makes everyone have to cover their ears. 
And then he has like bats on his knees, only to reveal that it was actually uh, Dick Grayson in the cowl. Yeah, and th- and this is where we uh, are seeing for sure that he knows who all of them are, because mm. he doesn't recognize it just as not being Bruce Wayne. He recognizes it as Dick Grayson. Yeah, and then you know while this is going on, Bats is pretty much uh, going underground to track down what is a uh, pit of. Is it Dionysium or? Uh... Yes. Yep. Dion- Dionysium. Yeah, and that uh, that's a lot of it too, man. Shit, that's that. That's that vaccine right there, boy. Look. <laughs> and it's cool. It sort of looks like uh, he's found a Lazarus pit. You know, looks similar to that. Yeah. So the colors in this book I love so much. Um, and there's a huge explosion, and all of a sudden the Joker's just able to show up out of nowhere. He moves really quick. This is an interesting part um, when we're going at it and he's just slashing away at Batman and then you have like two daggers in his back with a, a smile cut on his yeah. lower back. Yeah. I remember that, that was from something else. But I, don't, I don't remember what, but that was done before. Scott took that somewhere. I forgot where it was. Um, but there really go. It really gets bloody in this one. It's really It really nods back to Death of the Family. Like they just, you know, underground, cave, going at it toe to toe. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really good fight, especially visually. And as we come towards the end of the fight, uh, we see Bruce calling Joker's bluff because he's been setting up this whole thing, acting like, you know, he has this chemical running through his body and he, he is immortal. He, he's been around all this time and, and, you know, anything that Batman does to him, he just heals from it. Yeah. So Batman starts calling his bluff and says, well, you know, nothing that I've just done to you is going to matter. You know, it, just just stay here with me for a while and you're I'll die, but you're gonna be fine. Yeah, I like when he throws the playing cards at Batman like like five at <laughs> once. And he gets one in the eye and then just going at it. And then Yeah, the... has a little DKR um homage to it real yeah, quick. Little re... yeah. yeah, yeah, little reverse DKR. Yeah. Mm. And he bites his ear, some Mike Tyson shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no rules in a street fight, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot yeah, of DKR in this one. face is so mangled, man. It's like... Mm, again. And then uh, <laughs> I like that they're both laying down next to each other in the pool of blood that forms a broken heart. I yeah. Thought, I thought that was interesting. They continue to go at it. He's trying to stab him, and then a piece of the fucking pointed rock falls on the Joker's back. And they're just laying there, and I like what, I like what Bat says, because they're radioing... Uh, Julie's radioing him, talking about how his vital signs are pretty much going to, down, and... um. He's just, oh, Bat says laying there. It's like, I'm just going to rest here a little while with my friend. I kind of love that part. And uh, she reels the Dionysium back up because that Dionysium, Dionysium was uh, in that little capsule with the bat on it, right? That she was reeling out of there? Yeah. Yeah. And then we get two weeks later when everyone's shining the bat signals in the air because Bats is gone and Alfred's in the hospital not really even wanting to pay attention to it because he thinks Bats is gone. And he left them a... Yeah, he was talking about how Bats left a really strange note, cryptic note for him, with just two letters, H-A, ha. And then final scene cuts over to the armor lying in the dumpster that we originally saw in the in the theater, talking about gods coming down to save us. What do you think? How, do you think he landed the ending in this one? Uh, well, as much as you land the ending when it isn't really an ending, you know, because. 
that's the the nature of writing a long run like this is you're never really ending because it always has to lead into the next story and that's exactly what this is you know mm. the, the end of this is just leading to the very next issue yeah you mentioned it before robin this was originally intended to be the end of their run yeah and it's it's it, it's actually more almost in the middle yeah so the timing of it is kind of unusual when when you have the whole collection sitting in front of you. I mean, it's like book seven of ten or something like that. Um, yeah, it was kind of a, a strange choice of where they put the story, but this then it leads back into, you know, um, what is it? The part where Gordon turns into Batman, and then the whole almost almost a rebirth of Batman eventually. Mm. And they, uh, the, when we start getting back to, when we get into super heavy, you know, we, and we see those, uh, sort of reformed versions of Bruce and Joker. That's where you know, the end of this story is coming back into play because they were down under the ground there with, uh, the Dionysium. Mm. So five scale, Let's go down the road. Tom, out of five Trump-supported In-N-Out burgers. <laughs> uh, let me see here. I would have to give it probably a 3.5. Whoa, shit. Oh. Whoa. Got to give it up to you. If I'm using, if I'm using Court of Owls as a measuring stick. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against... Now you get Scott, but uh, eh, 3.5 might be a little low. Okay. Eh, I'd say 3.9, 4.1. Not too bad. Close to <laughs> Good people on both sides. <laughs> very oh. generous. Very generous. <laughs> very, you'll be very famous, uh, very famous after this. A grump out of five Lysol cans. <laughs> Man, I don't know. Uh, I guess, all right, I'll go high. This one. I go four point five. Damn! Oh, wow. Damn! Jesus! I didn't see that one Scott coming right man. now. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm. Scott has to know this just happened. <laughs> Damn! I just read it like I don't know three weeks ago again, and I read it today, you know, real quick. Uh, you know, outside of the usual things that annoy me about, you know, the the team. Uh, it was good, you know, the the fight, the Justice League fight was cool, and, and uh, the horror elements were really cool. Mm. Um, oh, shit, damn. Like, there was, there was just that one part of Joker had the axe, it reminded me of The Shining, and yeah. there's a, another part where he comes up out of the fire, and uh, those horror parts are really cool, and uh, it's cool to see Crazy Quilt, you know, that was throwback. Um, I, I just wish they'd throw Jason Todd into it a little bit. But uh, uh, it was good. It was really good. Damn! Wow. It's crazy. It's crazy. <clears throat> and I, and then the way you guys were just talking too, like I, you honestly could have put this story, I would have put it closer to the end. You know. Yeah. Uh, several times in the past, writers have oh, you know, talk about putting the toys back in the toy box, and and I thought the story would have been good for that, like to you know, kind of sort of kill them off, but. Oh, they, they yeah, I. I... I don't remember what the change was, like why it went from being their la the end of their run to not being. Uh, I don't know if you 
they'd changed plans on the direction of having a new creative team or if they just wanted Scott and Greg to stay on longer because it was still selling so well. Mm. But uh, yeah, it, it feels like it would have worked better if it was the end of their run. Yeah, I think We didn't see Joker again in this run, right, at all. I forget what even happened to him. No, I don't think so. Because no, I, uh, I remember, he's I remember. just more of of a support character, you know. Like, comes, yeah, when him and Bruce have conversations in the park on the bench, yeah, where he's normal Joker and Bruce is not yet Batman, right. and and it's almost and like that. yeah, and Joker's like, I think he tells him a story or something like that, and he's just like, at one point, it's almost like. He know they know who each other are, and even Joker's like, don't 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 go back to being Batman because if you go back, then I I will go back. Mm. He doesn't come back around again until the Forge, which was uh, like a metal oh, prequel. Yeah, and that's, that's what I, I I remember people asking when metal started, saying, "Oh, how did Joker get back to being Joker? We didn't see Batman him Super Batman hit. stuck him in the cave because he caught him. Caught yeah, the little fucker. Yeah. Caught, got yeah. you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got to redact. He's like he's like writing formulas. I think Grumps rated this higher than Court of Owls. He definitely did. Yeah. Oh, he said Court of Owls like a three five. This is this is crazy tonight, man. This I got a take... little, you know, the superhero battle royal, the fucking. Man. 2020 just fucking keeps bringing it. I know. <laughs> I gotta, um, I gotta redact my 3.5 and give it a, a strong 4.1 because I just, I just flipped back through, uh, the final fight between Batman and Joker and all that gory shit was awesome. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what about uh, the dope night dunk out of uh, out of five, boy? Out of five 360s, uh, oh, man. Um. I don't know. Grumps legit just said everything I wanted to say. Uh, I was thinking 4.5 as well. Uh, hey. Wow, with, that's um, high. A lot of, a lot of like, uh, I liked it a lot better than Death in the Family because this touched on a lot of things. It's kind of like the end of a movie where like so much is going on, but it's like it all ties in. Mm. Um, you know, you got the Court of Owls. You have uh, um, homage to '89, homage to DKR. The Joker's in the Batcave. Uh, Joker, um, Alfred didn't die. Thank God. Um, mm. There's, I don't know. There's, there's so much going on. It's like every page you flip, it's like you're excited to see what else is going to happen. Mm. And um, yeah, four point five, man. It's, uh, it's an, it's, I think it's an amazing story. Shit. All right, Gramps. Out of five lawnmowers oh, in Texas. He didn't get out of second gear. <laughs> oh. Oh. Too much words for Gramps. This is wow. this is crazy tonight, man. This is crazy. I mean, yeah, there are some real awesome, cool parts in the story, but I, I don't know. I feel like yes. If you have to explain, if Batman has to explain what's happening while he's doing it too much in the story, it loses it for me. Um, I think the artwork was really cool in some places. Like you said, the colors were great. Danny Mickey did an outstanding job with the inks, but I don't know. It just, it doesn't really resonate with me like it does for others. And that's fine. I mean, that's, that's the beauty of comics is that we all have our opinions and we likes and dislikes. It's, it's getting this crazy is the one I, I felt like he didn't do that too much in this story. 
But uh, I don't know. There's a lot of. This is a thorough ass review, folks. This is this is why you tune in. This shit is crazy. <laughs> All, right. All right, Robin. Uh, this is a this is a four for me. It doesn't quite do it for me as quite as much as uh, Death of the Family, but uh, still a lot of cool elements. Uh, the Joker planting uh, those fake photos to make it look like he had been around throughout the history of Gotham is a cool idea. Uh, so it, it's cool to see those ideas and and think that maybe that's happening for a little bit, but then to actually not have to deal with that being a reality by the end. You don't have to now go on thinking, okay, from now on we have to remember that Joker is immortal. Mm. Uh, so, you know, not, not having that be uh, now written into continuity, you know, you can just enjoy it in the moment for, for just being a novel idea. Mm. And uh, yeah, just overall, you know, just, it's, it works for me, but uh, not quite as much as death of the family did. Hmm. All right, teasy boy. Believe. Um, I'm kind of back and forth. I, I kind of want to give it a 4.5, but um, the more and more I think about it, I feel like there was a lot of disconnects in this story, and I felt like he did jump around a little bit, but I like the whole exploration about potentially how Joker could always, like like Robin just said, like he can be immortalized. And to me, I was like, man, it would be kind of cool if there was a whole ideology of maybe that the essence of the Joker could jump to other people, you know, like, (gasps) and just have it always exist through time. You know, I felt like that could be really exciting. But um, overall, I thought I thought it was really good. Um, Again, the horror aspect was really I love how Capullo drew Joker just no matter what, he was half mangled and he kept just moving forward and he just kept getting stronger as he was fighting Bruce. So I really enjoyed that. And um, I like how even coming off of Death of the Family, how, you know, Joe, you thought Joker kind of separated everyone. At the end of the day, he, they still kind of came together for Bruce, um, you know, when they thought that this was kind of his last night. But um, yeah, I would say, you know, I'll be a little generous. I'm going to say four, four and a half. Damn. Yeah, a wow. little generous. 4.25. Let's go there. Let's put it <laughs> okay. down the middle. Huh. But, uh, <clears throat> no, yeah, overall, I thought it was uh, it was interesting and uh, not as good as Court of Owls, but I felt I, like, I enjoyed this one better than Death of the Family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. So, so for me, I... I absolutely love the art in this so much. I think the color palettes that FCO was using, architecture, zombie ass, Jokerized, <laughs> old owls, quilts, that flying thing. The the art did so much for me in this one. I'm a visual person. I don't. I think the ending was a little too similar to Death of the Family, fighting more in the cave. Even though it's cool, I don't. Know. And it was a little abrupt. You definitely lose points for Bluebird. It's like I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna slice I was waiting on that. Him. One point. I'm going for a four point four out of five. Okay. And I love Endgame. Endgame is my second favorite story. But I think it's, it's I don't know, man. They the art in this one is just something I don't know. I just love the art. And I think it can I make a good Capullo's... animated movie too. I think this could make a really good animated movie. I, for, I forgot to mention that I I liked Capullo's. Batman 
and bat suit and this is the rebirth suit right is it the rebirth no this is still so. new 52 no, yeah this is n52 oh it's not okay well fuck i don't like that suit so he made it look mm-hmm. good that's, that's that, true. Uh, I didn't. That's a good point. I didn't like that suit either. Yeah. So I did. I did really like this. I think. I feel like he settled. He finally settled into the, his Batman look in this because there's like multiple facial expressions that he makes all throughout this run, all, all throughout Endgame. Yeah. And it felt like, oh, this is okay. This is his. This is his Batman like settled now. And, but um, it's funny how like I'm listening to all of us kind of like talk about it and critique it. I'm like, damn, we're giving. We're fucking critiquing this thing. Everyone gave it almost. Uh, at least a four out of five, except for Gramps. So as bad as we critiqued it, we still really fucking love it, I guess. I mean, yeah. I like you. You yeah. have uh, some fresh things in it. I like the Justice Buster idea. I <laughs> like uh, the flying device he had. I like you know seeing that like Joker swimsuit thing. It's you know this they are playing with and trying new things. Um, and I like that Talon. Um, or it just there's a lot of different things in this when you really flip through it. Um, quilts, you know, I, I, I think he actually incorporated quilts pretty well too. I think, uh, I, I think it does a lot. I just, um, like you said, from, yeah, just, just, I don't think about the ending was just really similar to Death of the Family, but, um, is this one absolute one. worthy for me? Yes. Because of, yeah, for me <clears throat> it is, but, um, I think Death of the Family absolute is next. I think they're putting that one out next. From what I've heard, this was before I think shit at the fan, but that was supposed to come out. So, Do we- I, I I like how we were talking before how when you were talking about they were trying to wrap everything up, but they still kept things a lot open. And this has been a theme throughout Snyder and Capullo's career with Batman, where I feel like they just can't say goodbye because <laughs> the fans support them so much. And obviously, like Tom said, you know, there's money at the end of the day. There's money on the table. And it's a little hard to say goodbye to that, but we've already seen this three or four times. And they actually just did that again with Last Night on Earth. You know, this is like a love letter. This is the, our last run with Batman. Mm. And it ended. And then, what, three months later, we're hearing about new metal coming out. So this is like Conor McGregor retiring for the third time. <laughs> like, these guys are like... You know what though? Like I said, I think there was a hashtag too, and it was like it makes I'm, me laugh. But <laughs> for me, it's like hashtag I'm here for Capullo art, and I think that's kind of like my that... policy. Like you know, you could you could keep spinning it off in these fantastical ideas, these medieval ideas, whatever. But I I I just love Greg Capullo's art, so I just I just can't complain. I mean, I like the metal. I like that. I like that we have the Dark Knights and the Batman who laughs and things. Right. They did that. I wish they would do more with Bloom because they they started him. But uh, you know, I mean, uh, I'm not I'm not really complaining about more work from them. You know. Yeah, I mean, I I think like Snyder, no matter what, he always keeps the door a little open. Just like after Metal, I he's knew a it was good a salesman. Story, but yeah, I mean, listen, he's a good brand ambassador. But at the end of Metal you knew it went straight into Justice League and then you kind of got a little rest from Batman. He's a smart writer and some people complain that he doesn't finish, but I think that he likes to keep things kind of open just for a new canvas for his next project. So, Does, And no matter what, you know, Capullo's supporting him and the art is great, so is, I guess. What's like, before we wrap it up, 
the new, out of the new 52 run, what's everyone's f- favorite story arc in the new 52 <coughs> Batman run only based on the art? Like, what's your favorite arc? So, hmm. yeah, so I'll go down the road again. Tom, what's... What arc in the New Fifty Two Batman run do you feel has the your has your favorite favorite arc? If I had to put one cover, like I'll I'll give you this, I'll make it even more specific. One cover for all of New Fifty Two Batman, it's I want to say it's issue fuck. It's either between it's like three. I don't know if it's issue three, four, five, or six. The one where it's the bat owl on the cover and he's making that creepy ass hand and made the statue of it oh, recently. Yeah. The bat creature. That's yeah. my favorite fucking cover of New Fantasy. That's also going to be a black and white coming out. There you go. Oh, that's, shit. That's, in my opinion. So, uh, that's right. my favorite. What about you, Grump? <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. I mean, the, the Batman title or, or well, the Batman books? Well, it could be, it'd be an arc, or uh, if you want to choose a cover to make it easier, that's fine, too. Yeah. I mean, the art in the end game was, was pretty good. You know, the art and, and the color and whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the end game. Nice. Yeah, I left that. Yeah, it just had a little bit of everything. You know? Yeah, it did have a lot of flavors. Like the daytime scene with the Justice Buster and yeah. the nighttime in the city. Had superhero all those... Battle Royal. It's all the superhero spots, I think. Grumps, grumps like that. What about you, Adunk? That's tough. Um, I'm between Court Owls and Endgame. Nice. Um, yeah, me too. I hear you. I'm right. I'm right between both those two. I think um, they were both great stories, and both both art was just phenomenal. Mm. Um, especially the covers, just like uh, Tom just mentioned, like that one cover was just like. Mm. I feel like that could be like the cover that you know. That's like the the movie poster you would use oh, when you released the uh, live action. Nice. Believe him. Believe. Well, you uh, Gramps. Well, um, yeah, I think you guys have already hit on same things that I would I would say. I, I'm a real big fan of the Court of Owls just because I just like that set of characters. They were something fresh and new at that time, and and the fact that they can be ongoing and, and be brought back into um, Gotham at any time, I, I really like the artwork, and plus... It was the first time Capullo was doing anything, so he was really mm. focusing really hard on bringing his A plus game, mm. you know, drawing a a, a new Gotham mm. and a new Batman that we hadn't seen before. So, uh, yeah, I'd probably say Court of Owls, but I mean, there were definitely in in his run plenty of uh, other amazing, amazing legendary epic, you know, issues and and covers. Mm, nice. He'll he'll be in the Hall of Fame. Woo! What about you, Robin? Uh, it might be because it's so fresh in my memory. Uh, I do currently feel like it's this one. Uh, the, the colors were just nice. too uh, too strong a performance. Nice. See, I'm I'm, I'm making sure we tilt it back towards. It. <laughs> 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 and uh, what about you, uh, TZ? Believe. Um, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Court. Hmm. Um, just the just you know, I'm just thinking about the one of the best scenes for me is where he's investigating all the floors in um Wayne, you know, all the floors that he owns, all, all the buildings and the thirteenth floors. And um, like I told you before, this is one of the stories where Scott really makes Bruce into a real detective and he, he celebrates that, you know, like 
I like every iteration of the floor where there's different time eras of the owls. And I like that little nod to um, the history of Gotham. And, you know, this was one of the first times that someone's ever really did that. So I would have to go with court hands mm. down. Yeah. Um, he, he, even the part where he's like, you know, in the in that labyrinth, kind of like trying mm. to navigate himself out and mm. he's fighting Talon. To me, that's the best. You know, the only thing that uh, keeps it from being up higher for me is the fact that Greg's Batman really evolved throughout the course of their run. Mm. And right. and I just find that I I can't help but prefer his later in the run Batman to the beginning of the run Batman. Mm. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's settled up. It's a tough one between Cord and Endgame for me, but <clears throat> Endgame color palettes are just insane. Fucking, I don't know what it is. It's just yeah, it's it's, a, it's like more emotion in in the colors. Yeah, the, like, this is a blues. More, and, the blues and greens in it are just insane. And uh, it, it's it was the same colorist over. Uh, it's been the same colorist over the same over the whole time. I don't remember if FCO did Cord. I, I believe he did, but uh, he did. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but they just, they just went ham. I mean, what do you think about it? this? Is after zero year and zero year was very bright. It was bright. So, he was changing it up a bit, and Endgame was just like horror. So, I think Endgame has some of the best variants too. Mm, yeah. Damn. We Cooper. just, we just tilted that vote, boy. Fucking. <laughs> and uh, before we uh, wrap up, I just want to make uh, a note here. Uh, so today, uh, Mel Winkler passed away. Uh, he was the actor who voiced Lucius Fox in the new Batman Adventures. So, uh, mm. rest in peace. Pour one out for Mel Winkler. Rest in peace. All right, everyone. Batman Endgame, highly recommended. Even if it's just for the art alone. Uh, Greg Capullo, man. Can't go wrong. Bat Force Radio, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube. We'll see you next time. Hey, Gotham Dwellers. Make sure to stop everything right now and subscribe to Bat Force Radio. We can be found on iTunes and SoundCloud. Don't miss out. Guaranteed to satisfy all of your Batman and DC needs.